Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. All right, 935. Thanks for being with us on AM 1420, The Answer. Let's go local now and talk about the mess. I did a, I did a hinged rant on uh, the city of Cleveland a couple of days ago. I may, may have been as far back as Tuesday. I call it hinged. I wasn't unhinged. I was very direct and precise in the words that I chose to call it the, the disaster zone that it is. When you've got the shootings going on during the tree lighting ceremony for crying out loud, and then you've got idiot council members like McCormick going to the media and saying, it's not a Cleveland crime problem. America has a gun problem. It's the guns. It's just, it, that's, what, that's what caused it. Really? Not the fact that there are 350 uh, police officers below budget in the city of Cleveland. Not the fact that criminals run wild because they have no fear whatsoever of arrest. They have no fear whatsoever of, 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 of um, consequences for their actions. Uh, that's 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 not why they're getting guns illegally, and that's not why they're going out there and shooting one another and having no fear whatsoever. It has nothing to do with that. It's just America's gun problem. What a joke. Meanwhile, we got Mike Polensic, who is a council member that I've had on this program a number of times. I have respect for Mike, so this is it, it, it's not fun for me to say, but what in the living hell are you talking about bringing in state troopers to police the streets of Cleveland? To actually go on patrol as regular Cleveland cops because we can't find enough people to work as Cleveland cops. Are you kidding me? I just uh, I, I can't figure out what's going on in this disaster zone of a city. Sorry to say it, say what it is, but it is. Uh, so I said, let's see if Steve Loomis can answer any of these questions. Steve is the former president of the CPPA. He is a 30-plus year uh, Cleveland police detective. How many years have you been on now, Steve? 34, 35? Uh, yes, thir- no, 30. 30. 30. Okay. Six I gave you the plus. Military. Well, we're almost into 2024, so that'll be another year, so I can say 30 plus. All right. Yes, so, Steve, thank you for, for coming on. I, w- I want to hit all of those, but let's start with the, the reality of, of, of why Cleveland is facing, you know, every year that goes by, there's a new homicide high reached. Um, it goes up every single year uh, because I believe that there is simply no – uh, proactive policing that is allowed due to consent decrees and civilian review boards. Cops are afraid in the Ferguson effect type of a situation to go out there and do what has to be done. And even if they didn't have that fear, there's simply not enough of them. You guys are some 350 officers below budget from what I understand. I don't know if that's a thousand percent accurate, but it's pretty close to that. Um, and, and so now they're talking about bringing in state troopers, Steve, your 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 response to all of that well everything that you just said is 100 percent accurate um i live in the city of cleveland raised my kids here raising my grandkids here and it's heartbreaking to see what's going on as, as a citizen um it's also heartbreaking to see what's going on with the police department the chief of police is doing the absolute best that he can do with the resources that he's been given by the the politicians out here, and Mike Polenzik is one of them. And Mike will sit there and go all day long, hey, we don't hire, we're not responsible for hiring. Well, yes, you are, because you have the purse strings, and you represent the citizens of this city, and you're watching it fall apart around you. So 
get busy, Mike, and the rest of city council before we start getting busy and reducing city council because we don't need 17 of you guys. Um, that being said, um, the state will take all the help that we can get. You know, if the state troopers are coming in. Um, they're not going to be able to patrol the streets. Uh, by, by law, they can only patrol um, state routes, you know, and then you're taking resources away. They're all shorthanded as well, Bob. You're taking resources away from the rest of the state, the, the, the state um, by doing that. The rural areas that depend on state troopers and county sheriffs. So what's so what what's what's Mike Polensic talking about then? I mean, I've got this here. Uh, this was this was broadcast on Fox Eight. Uh-huh. Uh, Polensic, chairman of the council's public safety committee, wondered what steps the police department took to protect large crowds at the annual event downtown. Talking about the uh, the shooting at the tree lighting. Having a large event without being prepared is shocking and disturbing. Polensic called for the Ohio State Highway Patrol to come back into Cleveland. We need them back, uh-huh. he said. Earlier this year, state troopers carried out a series of blitzes in Cleveland, resulting in many arrests and guns seized. Polensic believes those special operations with the troopers never should have ended. The governor said they will be here as long as they are needed. Well, they are needed. So he, it sounds like he's calling for indefinite an indefinite presence of state troopers patrolling the streets of Cleveland, looking for guns and so on and so forth. And I'm, I'm sitting here trying to figure this out. What the hell does that even mean? Cleveland cops are supposed to be Cleveland cops. State troopers are supposed yeah. to watch our state routes. Yeah, exactly. And, and here we go with this nonsense. We're not prepared for the tree lighting ceremony. I'm telling you, Bob, every single cop that was available was not at that tree lighting ceremony. You cannot stop crazy. These kids and McCormick with his, oh, the guns, the guns, the guns. Every one of those people that were involved in that shooting, the victims and the suspects, are juveniles. They're not legally able to own guns or have guns. It's not the guns, the guns, the guns. It's the lack of respect that these kids have and, and brandishing them. They used to, You and I used to fight on the basketball court. Uh, and, and then it was over with, and we're playing ball the next day, right? Yep. These guys are going to the car and getting a gun and spraying the basketball court if they lose the fight. It's ridiculous. The juvenile court system is in complete disarray. Um, there's no consequence whatsoever. You have a bunch of people down here now banging a drum for um, to reduce bonds. The guy that's running against um, Michael Malley, who is an outstanding prosecutor um, for Cuyahoga County, is, is banging a drum for no bond, low bonds. You can't get any lower the bonds. You know, we have homicide suspects getting out on a $100,000 bond, which is $10,000 cash. I mean, it's ridiculous. And then we got to go back out and, and chase them down because you think that they're coming to court? They're like the border jumpers. They're not going to court. Oh, yeah. You know, so yeah, of course they're not. They, they have no reason to. They have no reason to. They have no. And again, they have no fear, as I said, Steve, of, of any of the consequences, because they know that there are not many patrolmen on, on, on the beat every day. Uh, if particularly these yeah. thugs who are going out at night, you know, let's let's go back to the gun thing. Councilman Kerry McCormick uh, uh, applauded the swift police response, but then backed Polensic in saying we need the highway patrol. Then he said, at the end of the day, CPD was right there uh, uh, at the uh, tree lighting. He said, this is a gun access issue. These young people never should have access to a firearm, legally or illegally. At the end of the day, America has a gun problem. Um, and, and I'm sitting here looking at this, and, and, and I'm thinking, 
how do guns get transferred illegally from hand to hand to hand uh, as easily as they do in the city of Cleveland? It is a Cleveland policing problem because there aren't enough of them. They know they're going to drive. They're going to drive, you know, a dozen blocks or more before they ever see a patrol car around Cleveland because there's just not enough people. Um, and, and again, so they want to they want to pass the buck and rather admit that the city's just abysmal failure to staff the police force um, is not their fault. And it's not the problem. The problem is somebody else's. That, that That's the way I hear it. I'm here. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. That's a, that's a, that, is, that is an absolute fair assessment of what's going on here. Now, let me be clear. The state troopers, we welcome them to come in. And those are very the, the, those were very targeted operations that they had in very targeted neighborhoods and that was in cooperation with the county sheriffs in cooperation with the cleveland police department and our gang impact squad and our nice unit and and so it wasn't just the troopers coming in but even if they sent 15 troopers into the city of cleveland we're 300 cops lower budgeted staffing level um that that is uh, uh that is a um a line item that's a news release. Look what we're doing, you know. Um, to Mayor Bibb's credit, um, we're, we're moving towards 12-hour shifts. He he gave the uh, men and women of the police department a long-deserved raise. So now we're in the middle of the state come January. Um, we're going to be in the middle of the state as far as pay goes instead of the bare bottom. Um, that's been a long time coming. And Mike Kowenzik is in, he's actually part of the problem with that. Um, well, you know, but Steve, you know, Steve, I'm glad to hear about the pay raise, but I want to know, yeah. is that going to be enough to improve recruiting uh, to get more people in classes? And, and you know, second, boy, there's so many elements here to what's wrong with policing and yeah. and, and, and public safety in the city of Cleveland. First of all, we'll, well, hold on. Let me let me get a couple of these things in and then you can respond to them. Um, first of all, it, it pay is going to help, I would imagine, get more people applying uh, for the job or to go into the academy to be a part of those classes. Um, but but it's not enough when and this is something I asked you before if the troopers did have to come in and patrol the streets of cleveland are they going to be operating under the same consent decree rules that cleveland police officers are and are they going to be operating under the same civilian review board if they've got to you know if they've got to you know engage in in law you know i just like to call it law enforcement you know cops being cops where you actually have to physically arrest people and that means sometimes tackle them take them down do what's got to be done if a if a trooper is being tasked with coming in to deal with gang members and guns and gun runners um, I hope they've got the freedom to do what needs to be done. And, uh, otherwise, I, I can't imagine any of them wanting to accept that post. Sure. Well, that's exactly why Ponzik and, and people like Ponzik want the troopers in here, because they're not going to be um, handcuffed by consent decrees and, and rules of engagement and things like that. The state troopers will chase you. They will chase you down until they catch you. Um, and that's something that's not allowed to go on. And very rare occasions they'll, they'll allow that to happen here with clean police officers. So, you know, that's that's the upside for politicians to bring the state troopers in because they can wash their hands and they go, oh, yeah, that car crashed into the into that bus stop because the state troopers were chasing them. And not the, it wasn't the Cleveland police. It's nonsense, Bob. The biggest problem that we have in the city of Cleveland is just the consent decree. Um, when I got on this job, I didn't know what I was making. I moved here from New York. I didn't care what the pay was. It was a calling. It was the job. It was wanting to do the job, wanting to look out for people that couldn't look out for themselves. Um, that, and, and it sounds corny, and I've said it on your show before. 
it is a calling. And nobody cares what the pay is. Now, of course, it's nice to be paid well and be paid accordingly, but that's not why people become police officers. Nobody's going to get rich um, doing this job. It's right. not. It, it's it's the biggest problem that we have right now is it, these men and women are handcuffed in what they can and can't do. They're handcuffed by the the, the politicians that have not properly staffed the police department. Um, they're handcuffed by uh, ridiculous policies that people that sitting behind desks are making with regard to how we do our job and, and what we do. There is no proactive policing going on in the city of Cleveland unless you have a very specific um, um, targeted operation like, like Ponzik's talking about with the state troopers. And at the end of the day, Bob, it's not the 156 or 158 people have left the department this year in the city of Cleveland. And of that... 52% of them are resignations. Bob, we, that, I have 20 years on this job, and I count how many people actually resigned on two hands in the, in the past 20 years. These kids are leaving by the droves, and it's not because of the pay, and it's not because of the hours. The bad guys have always been the bad guys, so that's not an issue for police officers that are doing the job for the right reason. It's because nobody has their back. They have ridiculous policies that are made by ridiculous politicians, and we've seen these consent decrees in 26 other cities in this country, um, cities like Seattle. Um, it's working out real well for them there. Um, these progressive policing, reimagine, let's reimagine the police. Why, why are you trying to reinvent the wheel when police work is very simple? You know, follow the law and allow us to enforce the laws, all of them, with impunity. Do not... Um, handcuff us and what we can and can't do and you'll see a market change i've said for years you put two police cars in every zone in the city of cleveland it will take three months and you will see a huge difference in the attitudes of the bad guys and in the attitudes of the, the private citizens that are just trying to live their lives in peace yeah you can't, you can't go to a gas station when it's dark no if you have a nice no. car you don't you don't go to a gas station if you have a nice car and it's dark out in the city. Absolutely of not. And you don't want to park in any one of the public lots either because you don't know what in the heck you're coming back to. And, uh, yeah. and, 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 and the real, you know, I mean, I, I, I go into it's town. it's heartbreaking, man. I love this city. I love, yeah. I love my neighborhood. Everybody love loves the city, but, 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 but when the city is a dangerous place to be, you can't go and enjoy the things you love about it. And that's, yeah. that's the reality of it. I work downtown. It's mismanagement. It's bad leadership. And not mismanagement of the command staff, like they said before, the, the, the police chiefs, who, no matter who they are, if, if, if uh, Chief Drummond could snap his fingers, he'd have 500 cops sitting in the lobby right now. Well, well let's talk yeah. about that. Let's talk about that, though. Snapping your fingers and getting a big, old, uh, healthy-looking uh, academy class in. You bring a good number of, 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 of uh, class members in, and your safety director, Carrie Howard, drives them away. Uh, and, and, and literally boot some of them for what? For their skin color? This is a guy that, that, that you guys voted as a union, uh, uh, made a vote of no confidence. It was like 830 to 30 or something stupid like that. It was crazy because, first of all, his racist comments about Irish cops. And then secondly, uh, as I said, when, uh, when, when you guys had a decent-sized class just a couple of months back, I think I remember talking to you about this. I think I talked to Polinsic about it, too. 
But Kerry Howard's uh, uh, specifically driving some of those members, or excuse me, those uh, qualified who passed the physical, passed the uh, the written test to be in the academy, and he booted him anyway. He ended up with what eight people, I think, in the class. Yeah, nine, twelve. I mean, it's it's nothing. We used to have classes of sixty, seventy, eighty. Yeah, um, and that's what you day. need if you're three hundred and three hundred fifty under that's budget. That's but that's so, exactly so, what's what being done about that if the safety director can't even, you know, can't even be trusted? Yeah. So what? So what's keeping people away from police work? It's not the, like I said. It's not the bad guys. They don't care about the money so much. Um, and what's keeping them away is the lack of support from administrations, the lack of support from politicians. That's what's keeping them away. The the constant we have three, four-page disciplinary departmental notices that come out, you know, um, for the most ridiculous things. You, How do you get put up on charges for going too fast in an authorized high-speed chase, and you're the passenger of the car? Explain that to me. You know, when you can explain that to me, then, then I'll be able to figure out, or will be able to figure out, what it is that we need to do differently and what it is we need to do betterly. Or betterly, not a word. Better, I got you. Uh, better, but um, you, you know, allow the allow the bosses to be bosses. Um, that's not everything goes up to the chief. Everything goes to the safety director. Everything goes to the the um, DOJ and the monitors. And the monitors, by the way, you, you know, you, if you guys think that we're ever going to get out of this consent decree, I got I got swampland in Florida for you, bro, because they're making seven hundred and fifty dollars an hour of taxpayer money <laughs> to monitor, right? We had two monitors in a in a eight-hour class the other day. They made $6,000 each for that eight-hour class to watch 20 cops that are making 35 bucks an hour um, go through that training. And then they got something to say about it. These folks have no idea what, what it is. You want to impress me? Get in a freaking police car and, and ride two weeks in a working car, not the car that the chief puts you in or, you know, some do-gooder. Put them in a working car for two weeks and then let them start making decisions on how we do police work in the city of Cleveland yeah. or Portland or Seattle or any of these other um, um, failed departments. There's not one city that has a consent decree that has shown improvement. In fact, all of them have gotten worse in the major crime uh, stats. Um, the violent crime stats. That's what it's. That's it's killing us. If yeah. They, if and and, and by the way, by the way, by the way, Steve, I'm going to interrupt here because I know you could just go on forever uh, yeah, on this I stuff. Know. But I, but I found, uh, I found it. It was from August, so it was a couple months. Like I said, uh, three months ago, whatever. Um, about the 100 police academy applicants, and only let's see, there were 295 potential. 110 withdrew. 98 were rejected, only 11 graduated. And the reason for some of them were being rejected was Carrie Howard, your safety director, under his vote of no confidence, who said we will not sacrifice quality over quantity, quantity to address public safety. Our public safety forces must consist of the best and brightest officers because of the public through the passage of Issue 24 made it clear that they demand the best in class officers. And then, Steve, we found out that he rejected some of these officers, some of these uh, potential officers, I should say, in that class because of social media posts going back as far as 10 years. And if he saw words he didn't like, he declared these unfit to be police officers. Yeah, it's appalling. Listen, Bob, 
if if there is a qualified candidate, and by qualified I mean you pass the physical fitness requirements, you pass the test, you pass the background check, which is the biggest thing, um, then there is no reason in the world for these folks not to be hired, especially in the state of emergency that we're in right now. Um, there's not one person that should be passed over because of something they put when they were in high school on social media. Um, not one. You know, That's the, it. Period. The, we need these folks. You can't be passing them over. Military guys. Oh, no, the guy who doesn't want any more Irish people on the police force right? was afraid that some of these white-skinned yeah. people might actually, who, who, who wrote things on social media when they were 13, for crying out loud, yeah. might not live up to his standards as police officers. Uh, it, yeah. it's, well, it, and meanwhile, the people of Cleveland are being shot uh, at record rates. The homicide. What's the number so far, Steve? Do you have I know you track uh, that sometimes. I think we're so. at 161 right now. And what, and what was last year's total? Uh, 10 of... Uh, 149 or 150. Yeah, we're about and, we still, and, we still and we still have a month to go. We still have a month to go. It's heartbreaking. Um, yeah. You know, I, I challenge these, these politicians, I challenge Polenzik to sit in a room with, full of uh, mothers that, that lost a, a kid to violence, to this type of violence. Because we were in the 3rd District um, not too long ago with families of unsolved homicides. Um, it is hard. It's yeah, and they're not going to be. They're not going to be solved. I mean, how many, how many officers are there in? Yeah, how many officers are there in the homicide unit? How many officers are there in the cold case unit? How many officers are there in the in the uh, uh, in the unit that uh, searches for missing kids? I mean, yeah. you guys have bare bones, and and uh, and, and so, they're trying to they're trying to make chicken soup out of uh, you know chicken blank, which they've given you. Um, yeah, I'll put it in perspective Steve, real quick. Yeah, super quick. I got to wrap. My, my uh, uh, partner went out to California. Mm-hmm. 200 homicides they had when, when, they, when the guys from Cleveland went out there. We were at 147. Los Angeles, California has 4.3 million people. The city of Cleveland has 380,000. We had 147 homicides. They had 200. Wow. They had, right? They had and and, and, and Cal- Los Angeles, California is is home to some of the most violent street gangs in the in the country. Uh, and and yet, even with their violent street gangs, they have barely, uh, you know, a handful more of, of murders than the city of Cleveland does, despite that and their size. That's that's yeah. incredible. Steve Loomis, I got a jet. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Uh, pre- appreciate the information as well. Keep us posted. All right. Yes, sir. Thanks, Thank Bob. You, sir. Appreciate God bless. it. 9.58. We'll take a time out. Top of the hour news. We'll come back and do some free-for-all Friday fist-bumping calls before our next guest at 10.35. We're getting, by the way, I found out Stephanie Stock from Ohio Advocates for Medical Freedom going to bring uh, Representative Scott Wiggum with her for this conversation, uh, and I'm looking forward to that. But uh, your calls are next. Dial them up right now, 216-901-0945 on Always Right Radio.